Hello and welcome to the Fun and the Chat Hour. I'm producer Dave and this is Amanda. Hello. Hello Amanda, how are you today? I'm not too bad, thank you producer Dave. I had a good sleep last night and uh, that was very pleasant. Oh, that, that's better than me then, because I, I think I'm still on um, Zulu time. I think I haven't, I haven't, <laughs> I haven't uh, crossed over to British summer time yet, and I'm still struggling to uh, get to sleep. So it's a bit of a struggle in the mornings. Yes, yeah. I was surprised this morning. It was dark when I went to bed, and it was light when I wake up. That's a, that's a good thing. It is, yes. Yes. I think that's, uh, that's some people are benefiting from the opportunity to uh, to get a few weeks rest um, yeah, you know just letting the sort of yes they're working from home but at least they're getting the opportunity to sort of well potentially um, waking up naturally you know and, yes. and not having to worry about getting up an hour earlier to drive to you know the hour it takes you to drive into Cambridge or to Peterborough or something so at least you know those, those elements of the, the travel can then be put into getting some extra rest and so hopefully uh, we're going to have several million people feeling fit and energetic when we when we finish all this yes and refreshed well i think we'll need it because we'll have to be running in double time when we're, when we're back at work <laughs> yeah. so what what are we shall we we'll just give a, a quick summary we we are two people who are based in fend and we've decided to to volunteer our time to produce this this podcast which goes out uh three times a week mondays wednesdays and fridays um, we kind of hit the mark so far. This is episode three, and we just want to give a Fennan perspective. I think we are overlooked massively by London and, and Government Central. Um, they have a, a lot to deal with at the moment, but we we are just taking the Fennan look on what's going on. So that's that's the idea. Do you think we're doing all right so far? Do you think we're we're getting getting the points? Yes, I think we are. We're, we've had positive feedback, so that's good. We, it's encouraging. We are. I mean, that's that's we we um, expected five people to to, to an <laughs> yeah. audience of five from from the from the outset. I think we've we've doubled that now. Yes, I think just yeah. <laughs> so that's not bad. You know, people are watching and people and listening, and they are commenting and and giving us feedback. Let us know what's going on. Give us your feedback and. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll keep going as long as people want to want to listen. Yes. So that that's who we are. That's what we're doing. Uh, so what we we do is we we try and break it down. We do look at Finland news, um, what's going on from the government and, and news side of things in the Finland area, and then we look at. Sometimes we'll do a guest slot where we have an interview with someone who has advice and, and support that they can offer to, to people who are in isolation. On Monday, we had uh, Richard Savage, who is a, a local artist. He is giving um, ideas on how to start um, painting and, and doing artwork. Um, if you've not considered that, if that's something that you would like to do during uh, this period of isolation. So if you want to do that, go back to Monday's episode and, and have a listen there. And yeah, we just uh, look at what's going on in Finland and how it's affecting us. So we're going to start off with the first bit, which is a little bit of news. The big story of the day is the start of delivery of care packages. Um, all the people that have registered as um, isolated and vulnerable who are self-isolating and can't get out for, for medical 
um, concerns because of severe illnesses, underlying illnesses that could be that do make them more vulnerable than other people um, who registered with the government and they have now started receiving care packages um, from the government run by the Red Cross. Um, ours are coming from Peterborough and if you want more information about what's going on, how it how it's um, been handled, go to Cam's Times because they've got a fantastic article on there about it uh, with interviews and, and information there and it also gives you a telephone number as well to, to get in how to get in touch uh, if you are vulnerable and you can't leave home if you are house locked you know as opposed to just self-isolating if you physically can't leave the house because of your 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 health then that's something that you you need to to get in touch with and they will help they will provide with a care package once a week now for the next 12 weeks i believe just with some basic essentials um so that you don't have to worry about going to the supermarket or having to rely on other people to provide some food, which is brilliant. And it's it's certainly one of the things that we are seeing uh, being implemented from the government right now. You know, people complaining, saying that, oh, they're very slow in an uptake and, and a lot of things, but this is happening right now and people are getting them. Uh, so that this is brilliant news. Other thing is uh, some of the things, hit the news a couple of days ago nationally and that was talking about uh, two teenagers who died one was 15 one was 19 i believe both had no underlying medical uh, effects and so this is it's it's not a concern but it's just trying to raise awareness to everybody that no one is safe from the coronavirus you know you can't just because you think you're a teenager you can't just think automatically that you're going to be fine because it, it, it can get all ages. I believe you have something to add to that, Amanda. Well, yes, I do. Thank you, David. Thank the teenagers were 13, 13 and 19, David. Very, very young one of them. And you're quite right, no underlying health issues. But teenagers have been seen locally, um, out and about, gathering and um, smoking and passing cigarettes to each other. That's very dangerous in this environment. So please remember, go outside for essential shopping, doing your exercise, wash your hands at least every two hours with soap for 20 seconds and stay at least two metres away from each other when you're out. But do not pass cigarettes to each other and smoke them. That's not a good idea at all. Yes. Yes, I can, I can imagine that um, there are lots of things that people do, social habits. I mean, we, we've seen that with Prince Charles when he was shaking hands. If you something that you do on a regular basis, lots of times every day, it, it's imprinted. It's a, it's a muscle memory. You do it without thinking. And I guess you know, something like um, you know passing cigarettes around to your mates, it doesn't register because it's something that you do all the time. It's just something that you do have to have a rethink about how you behave and interact with other people and and evaluate everything that you do because so much of it is is routine and habit and it's trying to break those habits that's gonna that's gonna save us all. Um, yes. I mean that that now leads us on to sort of our daily daily grim news which you know we, we do try and sort of we do mention uh the latest statistics of what's going on um because we've we've got to put this into context and the number of cases as of yesterday was 25,150 tested cases in the UK 
and sadly 1,789 deaths. And that's pretty much what we said um, a few days ago when we were talking about mm. projected figures. And so that's, that's for yesterday. So we're looking at probably at least 2,000 people by, by the end of today, which is really sad. Um, and our hearts go out to all the families who are, are suffering. And we know that there are people, families in um, Huntingdon and surrounding areas and Peterborough and Kings Lynn and um, the, those are the hospitals that are, are dealing with these these losses. So we know that the families are in the area who are who are losing uh, family and friends, you know. And it's and it's a sad time. It's 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 hard. And I've just heard that um, Paul Sinner, the comedian and and star on um, the Chase, is really critically ill at the moment. Uh, oh, because he, he's got Parkinson's as well, so he's he's um, quite poorly anyway. Um, mm. He struggles with obviously underlying illness as well. It's, it's um, yeah, it's been made aware that he is critically ill at the moment. So our thoughts and prayers go out to him as well, and anybody, everybody else who is who is suffering this horrific um, illness. For those who are guess, suffering really badly as well. Okay, that's that's the. Um, that's the heavy stuff done, right? So we we, we do try and uh, make things a little bit lighter now. So one, um, so the main thing is, what would Doris do? That's, that's something that <laughs> something. It's a feature that we have each each episode, and the people who are familiar with with Wimbledon will will be aware of this character, this uh, lovely lady who gives a lot of information, advice um, from her years of experience, uh, with a segment called "What Would Doris Do." What what what, what would she do? What would Doris do? Well, first of all, Doris wants to say thank you to everybody who put thank you notes on their bins for the Fenland bin men. They came out um, through the Fenland villages today, and they have posted on the Fenland District Council website um, and Facebook page, Twitter pages all the thank you notes that they got they've put them in their cab looks really great oh that's brilliant so yeah yeah and people who um weren't able to do thank you notes themselves actually went outside and thanked the bin men so that was nice doris is is very very happy um about that now what she's saying for children and young people. Yeah. She's saying instead of congregating together children and young people, can you please connect online? Because you're all online whizzes, not like the rest of us. You all know how to connect online through FaceTime, Google Hangout, Zoom, and all the others that are available. And then please could you write letters or drawings, do some drawings um, for your older neighbours and show the drawings to each other using your FaceTime and then pop them through the letterboxes of your older neighbours. They, they should be people that you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, that would make their day. Having a drawing from a child or a young person would be like receiving a bouquet of flowers and it would help people feel connected, especially older people who aren't connected um, online. So, so that's what Doris is asking younger people and children to do today, please. That is a brilliant. That's a brilliant idea, and there, there's always been a, a good connection between um, 
children and and grandparent generations that sort of missing that gap and they've they've found that when you actually put them together there is a a different kind of connection so you know they they do there is a a bond that does form between them so anything like this that gets them talking to each other and it, it helps the children understand what's going on and it gives the the, the older people a connection and a feeling that they're, they're not being isolated and ignored and forgotten about yeah absolutely bless them but anything that gets people talking and messaging each other is good is good so thank it, you doris thank you doris <laughs> so if you if you look on twitter if you if you want to leave a message um look for the hashtag what would doris do message on facebook wherever you see the video leave it leave a message with that hashtag and we'll we'll add it to the show and pass on the information to doris if you have any questions or any thoughts so just looking at sort of the the, the more weird and offbeat stories um but something that's actually quite serious that that's happened um it, it came came up yesterday and it was um the the great easter egg debate um something that came up that reports that police and securities and shops were being very heavy-handed uh, regarding people buying easter eggs and they were being told that it's not an essential item therefore you shouldn't shouldn't be allowed to have it and i think the i can understand that it's 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 classed as a as a novelty feature but it does have an important part in our culture and you try and tell a six-year-old why they can't have an easter egg you know so it at this time with the crisis and so much upheaval and upset and disruption to family life there needs to be a little bit of continuity a little bit of normality that's going on and i think an easter egg um would help just keep things and and to be honest a lot of kids have probably been looking forward to it since christmas because they know that's the next thing so you got christmas and then you get easter eggs and then they have the birthday or whenever the sort of the calendar sits so they they've got something to look forward to but so if you then suddenly say you can't have easter eggs that's that's going to be quite emotional for for children you know and they don't understand why you know they're having all this upheaval what's what's your thoughts I think it's terrible that um, people are saying it's not an essential. And I quite agree with you. My grandson, try telling him it's not an essential. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> no, you're quite right, David. It's part of our culture and, and this is getting a bit too much. I mean, the stores are full of Easter eggs, aren't they? Yeah. You go to the supermarkets, they've got to offload them. They, they need to be sold. Exactly. So, um, There's no point creating food waste. No, no, absolutely. I th no, um, I, I'm with you. They are essential. <laughs> I mean, I can understand if someone was to walk into a shop and buy 20 Easter eggs in a shopping trolley and nothing else, then obviously there are, there are limits on how much you can you, you, you should have because obviously we're still in the culture of we want to share everything make sure that there are limits to what people are buying but if you're just yeah. buying your 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 weekly shop and you've got a couple of easter eggs in there then i, I don't see the the problem with that 
I mean, no, neither do I. I mean, even if you go back to rationing during the Second World War, part of the rationing was a block of chocolate. You yeah. know, so even then it was recognised that it is an important part of morale. It's part of, and apparently I've heard it's quite popular with um, certain genders. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, yes, we like it. <laughs> some, some, some people like it more than others. You know, so yeah. Um, yeah, send us your thoughts. Do you do you? Uh, the, that is the the main topic of of today's uh, podcast. Should we be denied chocolate? Or do you think we should carry on? Uh, should be part of um, keep keep everything normal and, and be part of our, our normal weekly shopping as we move towards Easter? Let us know. I think it could be the quickest route to civil unrest. It could be. Denying <laughs> <chocolate>. <laughs> you know, full blown the Easter egg riots of twenty twenty. Yes. Yes, if you, if you send us your, your thoughts and opinions on, on, on Easter eggs and, cho- and whether chocolate is an essential item, uh, let us know and we'll, we'll, we'll look at what you, you've got and feed back to you next week. I believe you, you have a, a correction to make regarding uh, talking about Easter eggs. Um, Good Friday? I do. I do. Holy, way, Holy Week even starts um, this Sunday with Palm Sunday and next Friday is Good Friday and the following Sunday is Easter Sunday. We've got Maundy Thursday in the middle um, and I got overexcited and bought it a week forward in our last podcast. So I apologise to everybody. Um, but I have got a question here. Yep. It, because we can't go to church and celebrate Easter or Palm Sunday or have Monday. Thursday meals. We can have hot cross buns on Friday. Yeah. Which would be, well, that would be great. Hopefully they're not considered. Well, I was just going to say we could have the whole thing again with hot cross bun gate. <laughs> we could, couldn't we? <laughs> um, I'm really looking forward to mine. So, how are people thinking about celebrating Easter if they do celebrate Easter? Um, what what are they going to do in their households? Mm. Are they going to do something different? It would it'd be interesting to hear what people's thoughts are. Yes, how 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 are people how are listeners going to uh, celebrate Easter this year? Let us know what your your plans are for this Easter. I I, I can't wait to hear them actually. I think that will be interesting. Yes, I think that'll be a good one. <laughs> now today is a very different day. Out of all the days in the year, each today is April the 1st, and it is also known as April Fool's Day. Now, a lot of people have decided that it's probably not in good um, taste to, to celebrate April the 1st, April Fool's Day, because some of the, the things can get out of hand and maybe not considered appropriate. Um, and you can understand that, but some have slipped through. Some people have been uh, pulling the odd prank here. I mean, as long as it's done in taste, I think a little bit of humour is is um, fine. Um, I know that Google has decided not to uh, to do anything this year, and quite a few big organisations who normally run with a, a spoof story or stuff have decided not to. One that I did see that did make me laugh um, was 
some parents have said that uh, children needed to attend their their classes at home in school uniform today because <laughs> it in preparation for when they go back which is really cruel for the kids but i actually find that quite funny that's brilliant <laughs> but I, I believe that you you might have something to say now that it's gone past 12 o'clock you might you have something you might want to say about april fool's day <laughs> well i I thought, wouldn't it be funny? Well, no, it wouldn't be funny, but I did put it out there. Wouldn't it be great if Boris Johnson suddenly told us at midday today, it's all a joke, <laughs> it's over. <laughs> yes, that that is something that <laughs> has been uh, um, mentioned as well. Um, I've seen that a few, a few places that we're all going to wake up and it's just been one big joke. I saw one that said we're going to move April Fool's Day to the 1st of October. But if, you, if you've if you had any April Fool's jokes played on you, and, and let us know. Let's um, share share your stories, share your... Uh, um, if there are anything as interesting as, as those. Now, the next one is um, someone who's... It's not from here, not from the Fenland area, but I think it's something that you should have a look at and support. With, obviously... Um, a lot of the, the main uh, sporting events being cancelled, uh, like the London Marathon. Um, one man has decided to run the marathon in his garden. And if you go onto Twitter, and you'll see him live now, um, his name is James Campbell. And you'll find on Twitter his hashtag six metre garden marathon. So, and he's uh, doing that to raise money for ch for charities, he decided that you know he couldn't run out there outside, so he's deciding it to do it in his garden. So you can watch him, so really just running up and down the bottom of his garden, and he's got a live live camera watching. So if you want to uh, fill a few hours watching that, by all means. If you want to support and and help him raise money, that would be brilliant as well. But it just gives you something something different, and and it's good that people are actually finding other ways to carry on I, I believe I say I believe there, there was one guy that he was raising money for sports relief by climbing Everest um, by climbing stairs in his house and he, he he was just going up and down but he wasn't counting the downstairs he was just counting the ups he was going upstairs <laughs> down up down and he, he climbed over I think three or four days um, the, the height of Everest so that was quite an achievement so people are finding yeah. other ways of, of doing these sporting events without actually having to leave their home which is just amazing and it just shows how much uh, imagination people have now I'll hand over to you because I believe you have a few bits and pieces you want to uh, to add yes thank you David well in March um, we've got a food bank a, a very well run food bank um, organised from the Centenary Baptist Church. This is a really important time um, to keep donating to food banks. Don't stop donating. The food banks need storing up, they need stocking up, and there's going to be more and more people relying on food banks moving forward, which is sad, but it's, it's great that we can help and contribute. So you can give your offerings um, at the Centenary Baptist Church on Monday mornings from 10.30 to 11.30 or you can go straight to the collection bins at Barclays Bank 
Iceland, Sainsbury's or Tesco's. And if you're in the supermarkets, this is interesting, David, if you're in the, the supermarkets, yeah. you don't have to have bought the food that you donate from those supermarkets. So okay. that's good to know. You can just go in and put your offerings in uh, the food bank collection boxes. Yeah. Um, now, also, we've got... We've been told today on the news, I don't know if you've heard this, that there's more than 800,000 companies in the UK that are just weeks away from going bust. Yeah. That's really frightening, isn't it? So how can we help? I think we really, really, really need to support our local businesses. The ones that are remaining open because they're in the supply chain, for the key workers um, and all the other shops that have started selling online. Yeah. We should support them and don't have a go at them. There's There's been reports um, that where shops are selling online, um, they're getting some abuse. Yeah. They, they, these people are working and they're keeping the economy going and we need to support them. Um, We've all got to do our bit. We're all in this together. Um, so uh, that, that's all I've got to say on that point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just, on a couple of things, just talk about a couple of things. Um, with with food banks, yeah. some, something that I hadn't been made aware, or I hadn't even realised, um, was that a lot of the food banks are supported by the supermarkets. And yes. so when, at the end of the day, when food is um, left and the expiry dates are have, have reached, instead of throwing it away, they're then, if the stuff that's still viable, it, it will go to the, the food banks. Now, the problem is, over the last two weeks, the because the supermarkets have been absolutely cleared, you know, all the uh, um, shelves have been stripped bare. There's been nothing left over. So none of that food that would have been going to the food banks has got there. So that's why they're now desperately essential for people to donate food or money to local food banks to keep these food banks going because at the moment they've not got any. Things that are getting better, there are a lot more tighter controls over um, process of shopping. But certainly in some areas, it's still a, a it's still an issue. So, yes. so yes, definitely, if you can support uh, your food bank in in some way, because there are a lot of people who are are going to need it. Certainly, maybe not now, but certainly over the next few weeks, things are going to get tougher and tougher for people. Um, talking about yeah, takeaways, uh, local supporting local businesses. Um, that's something that. We we do as well. We're we're looking at supporting um, ones businesses that are now providing just takeaway services. Um, there's a local chip shop that's doing um, patrues in Chatteris are doing uh, collection. You you order it, you you pay for it online, and then they will come and and deliver it to your door. Um, and it's a lot of companies, a lot of takeaways, and and food outlets are doing this now. So if you can make a point of supporting them because they're offering a service they want to keep everything um social distancing as as a priority so that you're not queuing 
at the store um, but just remember that they are there and they are providing a service so please use them and I think we've got plans to, to order something this week partly because we want to support them and because it's it, it's also a bit of change as well you know it's it's nice to have a, a takeaway sort of once a week you know something special or um, but you know support the businesses find out who are still out there and who are um, working hard there is a, a, a local garage I've heard where the guy's been um, harassed because people are saying he shouldn't be open but he's actually working for um, supporting key workers and NHS staff and he's yes. fixing their cars he's open specifically for key workers and staff for NHS and he's getting a lot of abuse because he is open and they're saying oh you shouldn't be open but he's he's had so many he's serviced half a dozen cars for mm -hmm. people who need to because they have to work they have to get to the hospital you know life for them carries on they need the support and infrastructure to keep going as well so please remember that these people who are offering services for um, key workers they need your support and respect um, and just let them get on with their businesses well well David you know we we run a run a mechanics as well my husband and I and so um, my husband's um, supporting key workers but I have to say this is a really stressful time to be running a business yeah because whilst um, you're being asked by the government to stay open and support key workers which is great um, and you're contributing to the economy a lot of your suppliers aren't and yeah. that's really frustrating so to receive abuse on top of everything else is wrong and unfair it is yeah it's mm. we've got to get through this all together if we can and it's going to be tough there will be a lot of businesses that will close because they just don't have the type of business that would work online you know there's talk about um, garden centers that are, are suffering because you you can't um you can't go to the, the center to buy flowers and prov wholesale providers for flowers in garden centers where so people aren't going to the garden centers so then the the, the wholesale um, wholesale distributors aren't able to then pass on the the flowers to them as well it's it's, it's tough time for everyone and um but we just have well, to be pleasant and nicer to each other and just try and make this less true. painful. That's true. With the, with the garden centres, um, there's the whole horticultural show economy. You yeah. Know, that's, that's not going to be operating this year and it, it, it's, it's really going to impact them. And yes, I can see that people want to see plants when they're going to buy them to see if they're healthy or not. But um, they are selling online, a lot of them. And this is the time to get out in your garden, isn't it? And yeah. make the most of it, really. I hope they're going to be okay. It's, it is a worrying time. Yeah. That's it. We, uh, at the moment, it's, it's cold and it's miserable. But hopefully in the next week or so, you know, the weather should improve and, and give access to to gardens if if you've got a garden it's obviously a bit too cold to be outside and uh, for any length of time but hopefully when 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 the weather improves 
people will be outside more yes yeah, and, and in the garden you know stay in the garden stay isolated use the garden you know it's, it's another room in your house of um you know as long as you're, you're sensible um you know enjoy the fresh air get outside just the change of scenery just a different change of you know venue is is better um and will help with your your mindfulness and well-being and and um and being out in the sun as well will help boost boost your uh, immune um not your immune system but your your sort of general sort of level of well-being um well i think that's unless you've got anything else um i think we're we're a bit short today isn't it? but um I think that's everything we have. I have. I've got a couple of things. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> our local first responders, David, yep. they put a post out um, because people are worried when the first responders are going out to call outs and um, they're wearing face masks. Yeah. So, please don't be worried. It is standard practice for responders to wear face masks. Um, and uh, we have got the Cambridgeshire Fire and Rescue um, Service, the Chief Fire Officer, Chris, uh, Chris Strickland. Chris Strickland, the Chief Fire Officer, um, is asking people to be careful not to start fires. So he's saying you can do this by avoid, avoiding having bonfires in your garden yep. or lighting candles. And if you have to light candles or set a bonfire, make sure they're extinguished properly and all the um, fire setting apparatus is put away carefully. But also because there's a lot of people in the homes at the moment, and um, people are getting distracted when they're cooking. Yeah. So um, he says, please use your timers on ovens and uh, other devices because if you are distracted, it will remind you um, that you've got something cooking. And also one of the safe, safest things you can have is a smoke alarm in your house yeah. on every level and check that they're working properly. Yeah. Then finally, this is a Wimbledon matter here. Yeah. Trev Hanley from Wimbledon has been banned from Facebook for three days, he says. So, Trev would like to see lots of pictures of people's animals for when he is set free from Facebook jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's been bad if he's been banned from Facebook for a few days. Well, what we're hearing is that three days isn't really that bad. It's when you're banned for 28 days, it's really bad. Yes. So, this is three days. Um, it could be. Yes. It could be. People are saying, "Is it an April Fool's joke?" We don't know at the moment. We'll it could out. be. It could be. It's, <laughs> its timing is a bit suspect. Yes. <laughs> that was the one I was talking about. That was the one I thought was an April. Oh, Fool. where it was the characters. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. That's that's what it was, David. <laughs> But yes, do do remember what you're posting because obviously everyone is reading, um, and the last thing you want to do is is upset everybody else and cause more stress and anxiety by um, upsetting people and alienating people and and forcing people off the 
the social media that people are so reliant on. Yes, you that's know, true. You know, just bear in mind, think about what you're saying and why you're saying it. You know, do you need to actually say something that's uh, going to be um, inflammatory? That's going to cause um, people to get angry and, and it's just, it's not worth it. It's just not worth it at all. Just be nice and considerate to people. You know, it's um, it's a tough time for everyone and we don't want people getting unnecessarily upset and causing causing aggro f just for the sake of it. Okay, well, I think that's that's it for me. Have you got anything else you want to add? Any last words? No, um, except please wash your hands. Don't touch your face. I've been practicing not touching my face. <laughs> and you see, it's that, that thing we were talking about before <laughs> that it's, it's a force of habit. It is, it's, it? it's an involuntary voluntary action. It's so difficult to, to not do. It is. And any tips for how to keep keep my hair looking nice? I want to hear. <laughs> well, you might notice I had my, my hair cut last night. I did. It was a good day bit. <laughs> that was a bowl cut as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I, it's, a, it's a lot easier for me because it's just straightforward clippers over the top. Five seconds and job done. I still think you're brave. I, I think you're really brave. <laughs> right, we'll we'll wrap that on that point. We'll we'll wrap up for today. Um, I think that's it. That's um, thank you for for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for for being there. Um, thank you for listening. Because we're it's, if it's not for for you listening, we wouldn't have a show. So thank you very much for everybody that's that's listening and taking part and and contributing and and suggesting things. You know, keep doing so. Keep you know, even if you've got one, you've done it once. Keep doing it. We we like the uh, the continuity and uh, the the video that goes with this is in various places on YouTube. It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter. Um, so there's no excuse for not listening to it and we can already tell there's a lot of stuff on TV that's uh, changing and it's becoming all politics or all news and a lot of the sort of TV shows are having to be postponed or cancelled so you know this this will make up your should be part of your your daily TV listening or radio listening is is an hour with us so be safe be careful wash your hands and join us again on Friday for the Fen and Chat Hour. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye.